Kia ora. It's Friday 4th of October 2019 and welcome to the Week in Tax. I'm Terry Boucher, Taxpert and Director of Boucher Consulting Limited, a tax consultancy helping optimise tax for small businesses, individuals with overseas investments and other professionals. This week, Inland Revenue takes a look at land sales, two tax working group recommendations get approved and Inland Revenue is asking questions. As events in America and Britain keep demonstrating, a week is indeed a long time in politics. Tax law fortunately moves a lot slower than politics, but over the past three or four weeks um, since I've been overseas, there have been quite a few interesting tax developments here in New Zealand. The first of these was the release by Inland Revenue of a consultative document relating to the habitual buying and selling of land. And what this is picking up on is that the rules around the say, buying and selling of land um, include exemptions for people um, who use the la- that land as their main home, residence or business premises. But that exemption is restricted where the taxpayer has a, quote, regular pattern of buying and selling land used as a main home, residence or business premises, end quote. Um, and, the, and the reason why that exemption won't apply in those circumstances very simply is that they're obviously, um, they're acquired for a purpose or intent of sale and therefore should be taxed on it, whether or not they actually did use it as their residence or main premises. Now, um, Inland Revenue now believe that they are... Um, that these rules are not working as intended and they have um, said that they can be uh, people can work around them by using uh, associated persons or varying each transaction so that there is no pattern and the Inland Revenue paper concludes this undermines the integrity of the tax system to take advantage Uh, by allowing people to take advantage of the exclusions and circumstances where this was not intended. So this paper has been released with some ideas about how they might challenge that and basically what they're saying is at present the rules apply very narrowly to the activities of a single person um, but they want to change that to take into account um, groups of people working on this. So there were the regular pattern restrictions will kick in where a person or a group of person, people or entities have a pattern of buying and selling land um, that has been occupied as as their main home residence or business premises. Um, So they've issued a, a short discussion document setting out the issues on this and they've called for submissions on this by 18th of October. Um, I'm on, not entirely surprised by this. I mean, this is one of the problems with our tax legislation. When you don't have a comprehensive capital gains tax, um, then a lot of it becomes, the rules can become quite subjective and then, or have a few loose ends which people exploit either intentionally or unintentionally. So, and also um, there is a pattern as I've noted, as I noted in my book, um, Tax and Fairness, there's a remarkable pattern of 
groups looking at tax working groups looking at the question of capital gains shying away from it or in this case they didn't but then subsequently the rules being tightened um, as after the group's uh, recommendations were either they either didn't recommend a capital gains tax or as happened this year that recommendation was turned down whatever happens is a strong consistent pattern over 50 years of tax law being um, tightened in relation to sales and it's invariably by the way it's almost invariably land sales moving on and speaking of the tax working group also in the past couple uh, couple of weeks um, the government has announced its intention to proceed with a couple of measures recommended by the tax working group and this was in respect of allowing a deduction for feasibility expenditure for businesses and relaxing the, the loss continuity rules um, <clears throat> so these are matters incidentally which uh, we on the small business council happen to look at at the same time we obviously heard what was the tax working group we're looking at because of the overlap um, in our area and uh, we were interested in some of these measures here and so the feasibility expenditure is where businesses might be looking to um, invest or in a particular project but they don't proceed with it or um, decide yeah don't, don't proceed with it. and often in those cases the tax costs incurred are not deductible or treated as not deductible so the proposal is that um, particularly for small and medium businesses it, this is where it's targeted um, qualifying expenditure which will be defined um, which costs totally less than ten thousand uh, dollars will be deductible immediately and in other cases deductions will maybe spread able to be spread over five years this will be included in a new tax bill coming through at the end of the year um, now that was something as I said the tax working group recommended and we at the Small Business Council were keen on too. We were also both part groups thought we should look at the question of what we call the loss continuity rules and that is um, under our rules that companies that have incur losses as often small businesses starting up in their first years or um, do they can only carry forward those losses if they have 49% shareholder continuity i.e. 49% of the same shareholders must be there that would it must continue to be part holding shares in the company from the time the losses were incurred to the time you want to offset them against the future profits and this has been seen as a bit of a hindrance to attracting uh, outside investment um, so uh, and this is a long-standing uh, point that's been made not just by the tax working group but other organizations and investors um, generally so the position that uh, the government's proposing is to relax these rules or and uh, we don't have much more detail than that um, other than the consultation uh, paper will be coming out shortly on these positions um, so that's a good step forward um, it's something that popped up in discussions when I was in Europe um, talking about if you want to attract investor, overseas investors into small businesses as partly say they want to become in, under the entrepreneur in, uh, migrant category um, so it's a good move and I know it will be welcomed by a lot of tax professionals and finally picking up um, 
something I've talked about uh, in the past and, and in my last pod, podcast uh, when I talked about um, FATCA. Um, <coughs> Inland Revenue has been busy sending out letters, um, and this is in these letters have been sent out to people uh, as part of the what they call automatic exchange of financial account information, and this is New Zealand's implementation of the the. OECD's Common Reporting Standards on Automatic Exchange of Information. And so what has happened is that um, in, Inland Revenue um, has identified or has been supplied as part of the Common Reporting Standards um, initiative with details by other jurisdictions of New Zealanders who have accounts in overseas jurisdictions. So what Inland Revenue are saying, well, the letter reads, we have received financial account information concerning your foreign accounts from one or more jurisdictions in the last year. Um, so basically they're asking people to sign a confirmation of their tax position. And that is either, oops, I have overlooked something, or, I, or no, I'm up to date and um, I've, I've made all my declared all my offshore income and gains. <clears throat> There's been several. I've seen this, uh, uh, several of these letters. <clears throat> I'm pretty much expecting this to be happened as part of the general um, common reporting standards initiative, um, and I'm not particularly concerned about what those that I have seen because requirements are compliant. Um, but if you have received one of these letters, then you need to talk to a tax advisor and soon because the, certainly in this wave of letters that have been passed to us the uh, confirmation of tax position is due to be signed and returned by or before 16th of October 2019. So <coughs> this is the first such of these initiatives. Um, the information swapping for the September 2019 uh, will be happening very shortly, or, or sorry, will, will have happened. So, <coughs> um, get ready for another wave of inquiries from Inland Revenue. In some cases, it's, it's perhaps a little redundant if clients have returned the income. Um, perhaps a little bit more tailored approach might have worked, but Inland Revenue um, people are meant to comply with their own obligations. So that's it for the week in tax. I'm Terry Boucher, and you can find this podcast on my website, www.boucher.tax, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please send me your feedback and tell your friends and clients. Until next time, have a great week. Kakitiano.